Vox Quick Hits. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere Thursday at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, what's up? Hello. What do you do? I'm Alyssa Wilkinson. I am Vox's film critic. I'm Emily Vanderwerf. I am Vox's critic at large. Welcome to What to Watch, the podcast where we tell you what to watch. America has white lotus fever. We probably don't need, maybe we do need to tell you white lotus exists. I don't know. Everything is so atomized right now. Maybe you've never heard of this show. It is definitely one of the shows people are talking about the most this summer, and it's mostly about rich people being awful, and don't we all love that? Paula, are you feeling better? Your migraine? Yeah, much better, thanks. Is that why you couldn't stay for dinner last night? Paula was disturbed by the entertainment. The hula dancing? Oh, you're you're allergic to fire? It bothers her to watch Hawaiians have to dance for a bunch of white people. I think it's just a way for them to honor their culture. And they seem to be having a really good time. The White Lotus comes from one of the most idiosyncratic TV and movie creators out there. His name is Mike White. He has been sort of toiling in the fields of making great television and then occasionally writing a movie for like 20 years now. He created this wonderfully dark primetime soap in the 90s called Pasadena. He worked on the show Freaks and Geeks. Like he has done a bunch of great stuff. Perhaps his biggest project before The White Lotus was a show called Enlightened, a two-season show about a woman who has a spiritual experience and then starts to really annoy all of her co-workers about being better people. I love this show. It is beautiful and wonderful. And like it's also kind of satirical, but also kind of not. And that's like the line Mike White walks, where you're never sure how seriously you should be taking any of his characters. He also wrote the movie School of Rock, which is wonderful. He wrote and directed the movie Chuck and Buck, which is quite good. And he wrote the Emoji movie, which uh, is is an outlier. I famously <laughs> love the Emoji movie. I do not love the Emoji movie. It was number one of whatever year that was. It was terrible. Just the worst. But Enlightened is really the project you want to look at when it comes to The White Lotus. The White Lotus is kind of a continuation of some of the ideas in that show, but it is soapier. It is plottier. It has a little bit more self-evident satire. And also, it has a dead body. Which hotel were you at? White Lotus. White Lotus? Our guide told us someone was killed there. Bodies on our plane. On our plane? To Honolulu? Yeah, they're about to load the body on our plane. Well, other than that, did you have a good vacation? White has talked in interviews about how he added this dead body as kind of like a sop to the people, perhaps at his own network, who just kind of want to have like a mystery. 
and the dead body is forgotten so quickly. <laughs> like it overhangs <laughs> the rest of the show. I was always remembering it as I was watching, but I was like, boy, this is not playing out like a conventional murder mystery. And that's no. part of the genius of it. But there is a dead body. So if you like corpses, there are corpses involved. Hey, who are some of the people in this show and how are the performances? So some of the cast members in this show are the great Connie Britton. You may remember her as Mrs. Coach from Friday Night Lights. She plays a highly successful woman in the tech industry who is constantly just sort of being like, why isn't anybody in my family appreciating me? You've also got uh, Jennifer Coolidge as a woman who is uh, headed out to mourn her dead mother, and she has the ashes with her. You have Alexandra Daddario as Rachel, a newlywed, who is dealing with the fact that her new husband seems to be kind of a jerk, let's say. Mm -hmm. I would like to use stronger language, but this is a family podcast. You've also got wonderful turns from actors like Natasha Rothwell of Insecure. You have Sydney Sweeney, my current favorite like teenage queen of the moment, and perhaps the most impressive performance is from an actor named Murray Bartlett. You might remember him from Looking. He plays the hotel manager. And his life kind of spirals across the course of this thing in interesting and compelling ways. Bartlett plays them all perfectly. But this is a really deep cast full of really talented performers. I haven't even mentioned like six of them. Yes, and you've missed the one who I really enjoyed the most in this, which is the great Steve Zahn um, as Connie Britton's husband. How did I know you were going to like pull Steve Zahn? Like he's, he's good. He, <laughs> don't get me wrong. He's, he's great. But just like, I, I was like, oh, she's going to say Steve Zahn. Well, you know, you got to love a little bit of Steve Zahn in your TV. Well, okay. So what would you say are like some of the criticisms people have had of the show? How do you think about those? And, and what are the highlights that might come along with those? So the big criticism has been that the show is, accidentally perpetuating a thing that it attempts to talk about, which is the way that Hawaii is colonized land. And this is about rich white people going to have a vacation on land that was colonized by, you know, their ancestors. And the show is aware of that and tries to point that out. But also some Native Hawaiians and other folks have said, you know, but also it perpetuates it because that's kind of like a seasoning off to the side. Uh, Mike White has spoken about this most memorably in an interview with Vulture, where he's sort of like, I, I the perspective I can present most thoughtfully is one that is informed by my own experiences as a you know cis white gay man who grew up in the mainland United States. And like, I see both sides of that debate. I think it is worth watching to decide for yourself how the show plays into it. I, in watching it, was really struck by a sense of foreboding and despair. Enlightened is a show that is all about how there's hope for the future and maybe we can save ourselves and maybe there's time left. The White Lotus is not about that. It's sort of the mirror image. It's about um, a world that is sinking into the ocean and nobody particularly cares to do anything about it. That that sounds about right. I, I will say I thought it was enjoyable and entertaining, but only if you're in for something a little dark, which definitely yes. the show is this quite dark. Okay, Emily, so we know it's been renewed for a second season. It's coming back. I'm excited to see what they do with it. But in the meantime, before that arrives, how will people watch the show and about how long does it take to do that? The uh, show is available on HBO Max. It's six episodes. Each episode is like basically an hour long. So uh, carve out, you know, some of your weekend, but you can get through it in the weekend or you can space it out a little bit more. That's what I did. And I had a really nice time. 
And we should note The White Lotus is an anthological series, which means that season two will follow different characters in a different location on a different vacation. Okay, Emily, and for extra credit, if people watch The White Lotus and they want a next thing to watch that's sort of in the same vein, what would you say? To me, the obvious follow-up is Enlightened, Mike White's wonderful show from 2011, two seasons long, and I I think you will find it pretty brilliant. I think it's one of the great TV shows ever made. Um, You also might consider watching the HBO show Succession, which if you've watched The White Lotus, you probably already know about, but it is another show about rich white people being terrible that has kind of a core of like rotten despair about the state of humanity. Alyssa, what are some documentaries I can watch about how terrible rich people are? No, (laughs) there's no good ones. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much, Emily. I am certainly looking forward to season two of this wonderfully dark show. And thank you all for listening. We hope you have a good weekend and we'll see you next week. 